Becker from Rodney Ray's awesome uh, Dungeons & Dragons campaign. I played the character Belgot Raisinbrand. Woo! Yeah. And now we shall begin uh, our second game. We're pimping his game. Yeah. Second episode called Jazz Age. Pimp your game, man. Yes. Pimping out to the public. It is a uh, role-playing game that I developed. you like games. Uh, Yeah. For uh, uh, easy, quick play... It takes place in the world of uh, pulp fiction and uh, daring do and adventure in uh, uh, the 1920s generally, but really made for uh, any kind of old-time old time, uh, fantasy, old radio pulp, that kind of stuff. But uh, anyways, let us jump right into our hero's adventure. Well, let's uh, introduce ourselves quickly. Yes. Jumping into it by... Introducing our yes. heroes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we don't have Cody here anymore. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so. so let us begin on this side that of the side. room. Because um, they can all tell um, what side that side is. It's the side I'm not on. Truth. He's clearly discriminating yeah, yeah, against I'm... me already. <laughs> Just like I am in my game. <laughs> it's going to be a constant war now. <laughs> okay, Look forward so to I'm it. I'm John Ballum, and I am playing the character... Garun Farske, who got Americanized to Gary Farnsworth. <laughs> and he's a machinist with powers that I'm not going to give up yet. Ooh. Oh, yes, everyone, hide your powers, for our listeners uh. shall be surprised <laughs> at the mysticism of your characters. Anastasia? All right, um, I'm Anastasia Arnold playing the role of Delilah Stein. I'm an entertainer, and I hope you'll be hearing more from me. Um, I'm Emma Cipriani, and I'm playing Louise Markson. And she's a vigilante. I'm Christopher Griffin, crisscross. And I'm playing Jerry Lowland. I'm a also a vigilante. And I am Rodney. I'm playing character Eddie Campbell. And I am a hood. Excellent. And now we bring you to the misty wars of a New England town in the harbor. A lone tugboat slowly drifts in... <laughs> Nestling into the dreary docks of this dark and dismal evening. No, this is not his usual voice. <laughs> and on lone tugboat comes to us a young prison guard. Oh, I'm sorry, museum guard. <laughs> come, to, come to yet know the prison he would guard in. Silent <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Copyright. <laughs> what? In the Lonely Harrows. Jerry Lowland steps off the yes, boat. Yes, God? <laughs> Jerry Lowland steps off the boat, off the tugboat, onto I the do. boardwalk. Um, I'm going to look around and... Jerry Lowland looks around... <laughs> Seeing neither a KFC nor a McDonald's, he goes into low tap. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We're just in a random town. Just getting this straight here. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm going confused. to ignore the voice of God and jump into the sea. I was confused. <laughs> in Lonely Harrows also resides Gary Farnsworth, a stranded machinist in a garage working on his broken automobile. Broken? <laughs> you can't speak! Oh, yeah. Stop talking. I forgot. Did I, mention, <laughs> did I mention Daddy Farnsworth is also a mute? <laughs> You're not. You may mute. describe what your character is doing, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so I will be working on my car. Car. God. 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 Is a raptor car. That's what I'm doing. Alright. Clankity, clankity. Squirt. Alright. Then which skill will you use? Which skill will you use? Mechanics. Mechanics? Alright. Roll 2d6. Add your mechanics. Excellent. Begin work. Oh, also add this to mechanics. Uh, wits. Add your wits to the Okay, 17. <laughs> nice. You begin hasty work. You lost your voice. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> we come to Delilah Stein. Uh, what is your uh, What is your form of entertainment? Dancing? Uh, circus. Oh, circus. All right. On her On her way, having her contract traded to another circus, she finds her taxi has stranded her in lonely harrows. Bum, bum, bum. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) What can I see? Uh, You can see dark and dismal houses in a dark and dismal harbor. I will walk to one of the dark and dismal locations. Speak up or get closer to the mic. (laughs) I will go to one of the doors (laughs) and knock and ask for help. See, look at the pray to Jesus and no one will snatch me in and rape me. Because they were even everybody. They're raping everybody. An elderly woman answers the door. Trouble already. Hello! The ravages of ages. <laughs> Ma'am, is it possible that I could ask you how I could maybe get back to a safer side of town? Why, you are in the safest side of town there is. The only side, as it were. In lonely harrows. <laughs> what, what do you mean by the only side? I, I just, just got off a taxi. A bit. <laughs> that came from somewhere else. There's obviously a way to go somewhere else other than here. Well, the bus doesn't come by until late evening. But I do believe there's a stranded young mechanic working on his car right now. In the automobile garage. Can you point the way for me? Because you're creeping me out. (laughs) the path, directed by my bony digits, (laughs) to yon garage, where young mechanic works on his automobile. (laughs) And so I follow the pointing digits. Could you also fetch the doctor? I believe I'm having a stroke. (laughs) All right. Is is, is there any any doctor nearby? Like any location that would be a doctor? Is there a doctor in Misty Hollow? Or is she she just talking that way? Is she really having a stroke? Uh, Yes, she's having a stroke. Oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) The doctor is on. Uh, the, uh, the other side. Uh, the other side. <laughs> no, you can see very clearly. There is the there is the inn. There is the garage. There is the doctor's office. And that's the only buildings in. And then yes, there is a very very few uh, buildings in this town. Fair enough. Still more well, populated than Cody's town. <laughs> I will agilely leap towards the doctor's office. All right, because that's the fastest way to travel. You go towards the doctor's <laughs> office. All right. All right. Uh, do you knock upon the doctor's door? I do knock upon the doctor's door. All right. And a mustachioed, balding doctor answers the door. And I say, sir, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how to explain this, but I just talked to a woman and she's having a stroke. Is there any possible way I could have you come look at her? Oh, right away. Right away. Oh dear, Mrs. Mrs. Hamilton's. Ah, I knew it would only be a matter of time. Mustachioed doctor uh, runs from one side of the room to another, gathering his doctor's bag in his coat. And he says, uh, oh, uh, by the way, would you please uh, keep an eye on my patient in the other room? I'll be back shortly. Don't don't worry. I thank you very much. And he takes off <laughs> down those streets. I love the patient's ways. <laughs> All right. What well, was my patient? Apparently, I'm stuck with a patient. Who is this? All right. To know who the patient is, we must go back. A week before this day. Ooh, we have to echo it. Oh, this day. So anyway. In a bank in the metropolis, gunshots are heard. <laughs> bam! Bam! It is the... Yes, and lo, it in the 1920s, it is the day of the bank robber. 
trailing from one town to another, absconding with the town folk's money, and gangsters be shooting. <laughs> in this time, in this week before today, young Eddie Campbell, a part of the Rogue's Gang. Oh, shit. Yeah. Led by none other than Farrell Luisana, Italian mobster for the Salvatore family. No! Eddie Campbell. Wait before that crazy one gets here. A young impressionable sort finds himself holding an automatic weapon and a large bundle of cash in the middle of the street, unsure of where to go. I like both of these snares. <laughs> Cops are closing in. Cops are closing in. You can hear the uh, you can hear uh, shouts. Stop right there! You see one. You see one of your associates shoot a cop right in the face. His ma- his face becomes a wash in a mask of blood, and he falls down dead to the earth. Is there a getaway car nearby? <laughs> so, and uh, a young woman has run with her uh, with her ch- with her child to take cover in the pharmacy, leaving her car unlocked and prime for the shifting. There's boss nearby, within the scouting distance. Farrell Luisana. Has abandoned you. Oh, what a tech. Yeah, taking uh, taking fl- taking flight in fear for his own life. Two automatic weapon, two automatic handguns in either hand, firing once and twice and thrice again at the police officers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll run for the car, shooting as I go, so I'm not so I'm not being shot at too much. <laughs> Distract them with my lead. All right. Please roll ballistics. Uh, D6, right? No, 2D6. 2D6. Oh, also, add uh, your quickness to ballistics. Add my quickness to ballistics. Your total quickness. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Nine. <laughs> All right. In a wild spray of fire, you loose your automatic weapon. You uh, sending officers uh, sprawling to the ground, covering their heads. Uh, in a wildfire, just scattering stones across the uh, across the street. All right, well, I'll duck in the car. All right, speed off. Okay. Uh, please roll a quickness test. Uh, is that still two d six? Yes, two d six. Just plus your your speed. Five. All right. Die! Don't like me. <laughs> Unfortunately, and predictably, you have taken a bullet to the side. Fuck. Fuck that hurts. Roll a d roll two d six to determine your quickness test to see if you can get away. Uh, that was thirteen. Thirteen, excellent. Uh, dropping your automatic weapon out of your limp arm, you slam on the slam on the uh, uh, the go pedal. And you take off, I forget what it is. Gas. Gas. The acceleration, yeah. Acceleration. You take off. Smashing into one car and then another and then finally gaining your uh, uh, your levity. And I'll hold my bullet. Now <laughs> straight. Yep. Bullets uh, uh, bullets fly and you only uh, yet to realize that uh, uh, you, uh, in uh, falling in and out of consciousness from your bullet wound, uh, at one point... Uh, you look and all the doors are closed in the car, and then you open your eyes again and the doors are open, you open and you open shit, those, shit, they are shit, flat, shit, they are evidently shit, flapping, shit, uh, shut, shut and closed, and then finally you hit a tree, surrounded by mist, you pass into darkness, and you remember no more. Shit. another character. Until just now. You wake up, bandaged, wound cleaned, feeling uh, only a sharp sore. Striking pain through your side, Ow. but you will live. You lie on a couch, and overlooking you is a young woman. The hell are you? <laughs> I, I, um, I, uh... Where am I? I, I, I a doctor's office. Oh. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to sit up. <laughs> All right. Delilah, the uh, uh, young man, sits up. Are my clothes around? Am I dressed? Did you are... Yes, you have, you have been you have been dressed. Your, your, your shirt your uh, your shirt is open, so the band so that you may just bandage, but you do have your pants, and uh, you are. Please, please have his pants. Do I have all my effects? Uh, no, no. Yep. I'm gonna start searching for my effects. 
Um, you do see uh, an array of items on the table. Are they my effects? Uh, they do look to be your, your effects. I'm going to stand up and go to the table to get my effects. All right. You find a deck of cards, two dice, uh, about $25 in loose bills clipped together that you uh, previously had hidden in your uh, in your undershirt. Okay. Two oh, your undershirt covered undershirt. in blood. Yes. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, uh, your uh, soiled tri- your soiled underpants. <laughs> I'm gonna take those. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also find uh, uh, a uh, switch bl- uh, switchblade comb. All right. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, there is a flask of whiskey. Right. Flask whiskey. You said twenty five dollars. Yes. Right. Um, however, you knew you previously had that stashed on you. All right. For emergencies. So, um, uh, Delilah. I'm just watching him do this. Yeah. And um, I'm confused because I'm watching a patient. I'm not even a nurse. So I guess I'll introduce myself. Mm-hmm. Hello there, sir, scampering inside there. The old loose bills and dice. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to stuff everything in my pockets and start moving. I could just kick you in the side. <laughs> put you back down I'm on the ground. I'm still holding my side as I try to get out of this house. <laughs> uh, roll brawn to uh, stabilize yourself. All right. Uh, eight and six is, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yep, you, you hop vigorously across the room. <laughs> All right, so... Can I put my plan? Well, wait, I'm going to stop. <laughs> what town is this? It's, it's dark, and I don't remember the name. I'm so half-frightened, I don't... Lonely Hollow. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> Lonely Hollows is where we be. How close is that to the city where I was... Shot. You didn't know you were this close to the coast. What? Yeah. The city, the city you came distance. up was more near the Midwest of the United States. Oh. You seem to be either on the edge of a lake or possibly from the smell of ocean air you remember from your childhood at the coast. Possibly the East Coast. <laughs> oh. Or a really shitty part of the West Coast. I don't have to hurry then. <laughs> I'm still leaving. <laughs> Well, no, I recommend you sit. I was told to watch over you. I'm fine. You're in no condition to leave. I'm fine. I don't think. I don't care. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Don't make me slap. Delana, do you make any attempt to stop him or just let him go? See, the thing is, if he touches you back, you're dead. No, I changed my things around, so I wouldn't have to have that one. That one was terrible. One HP. I guess I'll let him go. He groaned. (laughs) Well, fine. I don't care. I'm going to go over here and figure out this mechanic, then. Or machinist. <laughs> Alright. Meanwhile, on a bus that rarely comes by lonely harrows, rides two strangers. Only having in common being on said bus, the only two passengers. Louise Markson, <laughs> Louise Markson, and Jerry Lowland. Didn't I already walk into a tavern? Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you Louise Markson, being the only tavern. passenger aboard this bus, <laughs> rides into town while Jerry Lowland is busy, busy sucking a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on your shit. Hey, I need Louise Markson. I need money. Arrives in town, a town of lonely harrows. As the echoing sound of Jerry Lowland sucking a dick <laughs> sounds over the hilltops. Holding up one of those old old fangled newfangled megaphones, you know. <laughs> big cones. <laughs> so Louise Markson, what are you doing? <laughs> um I get off the bus and um I suppose I go and look for uh Bed and breakfast or hotel to stay for the night. Okay. You do come into a tavern on the edge of the docks. 
with its lights on, being one of the only, be one, one of the very few buildings of business in the town, with only a few scattered shacks and shambling houses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. Yes. We go into the tavern. All right. Uh, you op- uh, you open the door, and uh, inside it seems uh, much uh, uh, much more uh, uh, lively. As there is a drunken uh, uh, drunken sailor uh, singing aloud at the bar, attended to by a uh, a faithful bartender, uh, making him a drink. Uh, there is also a uh, a fainting old woman uh, being helped into a chair by a balding, uh, mustachioed doctor-looking person. As he fetches her a glass of water, also at one of the tables is a uh, a suited uh, uh, young man. At a table, at the other end of the tavern, uh, Jerry Lowland, did you get a drink? Um, no. Okay. No, I did not. He sits alone at the other end of the tavern, just in the darkness, creeping. <laughs> I'm just eating something. I'm just... Uh, yes, uh, feasting on a uh, plate of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Of fish and chips. <laughs> Prepared by the faithful bartender. I'm eating roasted okay. private investigators. And these are what yeah, <laughs> and these are what you see. Okay. Um, in first, the tavern. I'm going in to lonely towers. I'm gonna go up to the old next? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go up to the old woman and ask, Are you okay, ma'am? No, no, Lajess, I'm fine. Thank you, dearie. No, no, no. Okay, I'll leave her alone. As long as you're doing the okay. best job, so I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> um, then I'll go and sit down on a, a stool, only a, a few stools from uh, that guy. And order a drink. The sailor? That guy. <laughs> no, the guy. Um, the guy oh, uh, the, Jerry's at a table. You need to, oh, at a table. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a landmarker for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm just chewing up right. them private investigators. <laughs> All right, so. Well, let's sit at the bar then and order a drink. Okay. The, uh, uh, the sailor is. Oh, man, in the dark. Ah. She's asleep. She might fall asleep. <laughs> so, all right. The uh, the sailor uh, turns drunkenly, mind you. Says, oh, hello there. I see Joe. We have new faces around here. And <laughs> and vomits all over the bar. Take my children. <laughs> Continuing on his ramblings, <laughs> the sailor. <laughs> oh, excuse me, young lady. I do believe I was rude to me as you are new here in lonely hours. <laughs> Let me just get that for you. He takes a towel and he wipes as much of the vomit away as he can. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's done this before, obviously. <laughs> Thanks. Boy, good best. Kind of like raising an eyebrow, I turn back to the bartender and ask him um, if he knows where any like bed and breakfasts or hotels or something places to stay at. <laughs> the bar, uh, the bartender says, "Well, this is the only uh, bed and breakfast, as you say, in town." It is my inn, the Tomplin's Inn. Uh, me and my wife, uh, uh, Mrs. Is okay. What is it? The drunk? No, guy? this is the bartender. Okay. <laughs> uh, me and my wife, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, 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 Genevieve Tomplin's own this uh, establishment, and uh, I, I am glad to see new faces in lonely hearts. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm afraid I have to get out of this place as soon as possible. There's something. Um, Let's not pull a Willie Sparks and just book it. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> yeah, try to escape. Uh, escape the, to, to the story or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Louise? 
Um, okay, I will pay for uh, a nice day. He says, uh, "Oh, that'll be uh, oh a uh, dollar fifty, and uh, oh, don't believe we will be throwing in, of course, uh, complimentary breakfasts for our esteemed guests." Ah, that's fine. Thank you. Um, does it matter, like how much? Like I have a decent amount of money. Right? Oh yes, uh, you look in uh, you look in your purse and you have your uh, um, a small savings mm. of fifty dollars. Okay, and you're on the- and you're American Express. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will pay the man. Your clan membership, <laughs> which was acceptable in those times. <laughs> Old time radio. <laughs> Old time radio. Join the clan. <laughs> so, so please, go on. Please. I might have to edit that out. <laughs> then uh, I guess I'll go. Yes, and- please edit that out. <laughs> No, just send this one to me and I'll admit it. Uh, <laughs> It'll just be a loop of join the clan. Join the clan. <laughs> In the <laughs> <laughs> So, go on these? Um, I think maybe I'll just look around the bar and try and spot someone I know, who seems kind of... Normal? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't know, suspicious to me. Like, just look and see if there's anyone who seems like... It looks really shady. I mean, there's a crazy vomiting guy, but... The townsfolk seem to be the craziest, but uh, they all seem to belong there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, however, Hi. the lone figure across the tavern seems to be a stranger in this strange land. Hi there. He is a young man in a suit. Okay. Presumably on a business trip. I mean, a suit? Yes. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Zian? Jerry, Jerry Lowland. On vacation. <laughs> Did not realize. I have money for a vacation and a yes. museum card salary? Meant to go to Spring Meadows. Only to, to unfortunately end up in a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely house. Um, I guess I'll go over there and um, what are you doing taking and ask boat? him. <laughs> I have very little moxie. Really? Excuse me. Uh, sorry to bother you. I was wondering. Very little moxie. <laughs> Go on. Um, I was wondering, do you know anything about this town? Ever since I've come here, something seems wrong. Something seems, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to gather more information. Mm, I don't know. I just, I just got here. In all honesty, I realized I was in the wrong town. I just needed, needed some uh, food. You, you're the only one who looked semi-sane. In fact, I need a drink. We can go play the <laughs> and then look at the place and leave. A place filled with dicks. <laughs> Penis dicks. That was beneath me. I'm sorry. Let me editing that out. You want some? <laughs> uh. Let's edit, let's edit all of that out. This is another. This part we will edit out. It'll be on the blooper reel. It'll be on the blooper. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, please. Jesus. Please. When we have enough of a fan base, they don't mind our racism. <laughs> our racism and our immaturity. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about this place, in all honesty. Except for the fact that it's called Lonely Harrows. But that's about it. All right, well, thanks anyway. Um, what are you doing around these parts? <laughs> no one knows! <laughs> Is there any reason why I'm here? You don't know <laughs> either? just make up something. You can just make up reason. Um, well, I'm here because uh, an old friend I know used to live here, but I haven't heard from them in a long time, and I thought I would come and see if they still lived here. Hmm. Any luck? <laughs> Not yet. I just got here a little while ago. But I thought in the morning I'd start uh, searching. 
It, yeah, I'm, I'm here on vacation myself. I thought I was going somewhere better than I wound up in the shithole. Um, but, you know. No, I take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, shit uh, happens. That so. stinks. Jerry Lowland. Louise Markson, what do you do? I do very well. Thank you. (laughs) This is boring. (laughs) We will go now to Swedish American machinist. (laughs) Yet to be introduced properly. Gary Farnsworth. (laughs) What? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Farnsworth like two minutes. <laughs> works tirelessly to fix his automobile. Automobile. <laughs> Gundam. <laughs> Go on. Space station. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on that. <laughs> so what are you actually trying to make? Are you actually trying to fix it or are you trying to add to it? Because now it is a working automobile. I'm trying to add a buster cannon. Obviously, I'm completely electrical. Nice. Please roll machinist again. He's speedish, therefore he cares about the environment. (laughs) Even though the environment doesn't exist in the (laughs) name. That's 24. Al Gore hasn't tried to scare us yet. (laughs) Gary Fonsworth flies into action. Mechanical action. As he... Transforms his automobile into fully electrical. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Now, I am tired. <laughs> Do you want? I'm to? going to bed. <laughs> you think to yourself mutely. <laughs> I think to myself. <laughs> the mute machinist Gary Farnsworth walks into the Tomlin Inn <laughs> to see. Oh, I don't have a house or something. <laughs> no, of course not. You're just like the last game. No, you were driving through lonely harrows. I had to fix my own car. <laughs> yes. I broke down. Would you let someone else touch your car? Probably <laughs> Gundam. <laughs> I was on my way to go see the mechanic and he leaves. I don't know you're coming to see me. You can see the creepy mechanic. <laughs> who probably is a creeper. <laughs> so you go into the air, sure. The Tomlin Inn. Alright, so entering into the Tomlin Inn is Gary Farnsworth, mechanic. And I offer the newbie some dicks. <laughs> Inside the That's gonna be edited out. Inside. We're done with the dick jokes. Okay. <laughs> you gave me the role. Inside Just because you're a dick sucker doesn't mean you need to fuck it. <laughs> if you got it. Inside <laughs> Okay. Oh. Res- resume recording here. <laughs> Jerry Lowland. And Louise Markson sits in Tomlin Inn and notice a bedraggled mechanic coming in tires from work. Ah, uh, shall I go get some food? I think to myself. On <laughs> speaking, the mechanic wipes the grease from his sooty hands and goes to the bar. Plug this in. <laughs> Says, <laughs> we'll edit that out. says Eddie Campbell. We can edit that out. You know what I mean? We're editing so much shit out of this session. I don't need it. Fail. I'm not spending. How money. am I going to order this? I think tonight. <laughs> Mr. Tomlin comes to you and says, "Well, what can I do for you?" <laughs> Uh, point to somebody else's food. <laughs> now what? Now, uh, uh, what, what is that? Oh, you want to play the dicks? Well, <laughs> 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 uh, for which I assume you mean fish and chips. Yes, I know. Well, uh, uh, here, let me let me get you, let me have the wife uh, fix you up a plate. One minute. I'm a motherfucking gay fish. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
Mr. Tomlin lays out for you a mug of beer on the house for being one of the few visitors this night at the Tomlin Inn. You know where it is. Jerry Lowland. Jerry Lowland, Louise Marks, yes. do you do anything? Um, plot, 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 plot. Can I help you look for someone? Um, for whoever this is you're looking for, your friend, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, sure, that would be great. I mean, I was thinking of starting out in the morning, though, but, uh, <sighs> no, maybe tonight is the best time to go. Who knows? She didn't never really cared if I showed up. Stumbling in suddenly <laughs> with a tumbling in, cracking open the door, silhouetted by a strike of lightning from the outside, holding his side is the young ruffian... Eddie Campbell. I don't suppose that would be your friend, is it? No. I'm going to walk to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you said my shirt was dun, dun, open, dun, so I down shirt. Yeah. I'm going to button it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you walk into the bar... Sir, Eddie Lowland hastily buttons his shirt to conceal his wound and walks to the bar. Want a burger? <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I don't believe we got our shipment in of beef today, uh, my, uh, young sir. Oh. Whatever you got. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, we have, uh, uh, fish and chips. I don't eat fish. <laughs> sir. Well, I can see if I can rustle you up some, uh, some roast beef. All right. I'll be right back. And Water. Disappears. All right. <laughs> All right. Um... Delilah Stein, what are you doing? Well, I was on my way to the mechanic's place. So I guess I'll continue. You arrive at the garage. Right? Seeing suspended in the garage an otherworldly machine. Ooh. A Gundam. <laughs> it seems As to be in the shape of an automobile, plated strangely. I want to examine it. Even though I'm not sure, I would know what I'm looking at. I'm curious. It seems to be a car, but the interior of the car, as you can see with the hood open, is a strange kind of mechanics. Alternative to combustion engines, it is some sort of strange device. Well, that's all very well and good, but it won't help me get home. Can I drive it? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Stealing cars now. <laughs> Thinking it, about it. It is, <laughs> it is on a jack. <clears throat> okay, well, so is there anyone else here? But there's just a car, obviously. Is there any people here? No. <laughs> but you do see footprints leading out of the garage. The sooty prince do lead out back into the street and are washed away by the coming rains. Okay, well, since so it's being washed away, can I see where they're leading to? Out of the garage <laughs> into the street where they are washed away. I need to find I need to find a person. So okay, okay. So I'm gonna look outside and it's raining. Can I see any, like, hustle and bustle of any of these locations? I just need to ask for directions. I need to get out of here. There are lights on in some houses, but the public house seems to have the most occupants, as you can hear voices. I will go there, then. All right. So I leap there. That's the fast way to get there. You enter into the Tomlin Inn, where you see two young people conversing, a mechanic at the bar... Accompanied by the young patient you saw earlier. Along with a drunken sailor. <laughs> what can you do with a drunken sailor? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> a sleeping woman. An elderly sleeping woman in a chair. And a doctor patting her back, handing her a glass of water. Strokey's here? <laughs> 
you bitch? <laughs> what do all of you do? I'm going out to uh, wait for my food. I'm yes, I'm waiting for my food. I'm done with my food. Uh, okay, let's go. Good. What time is it? Oh, game time. Oh, in game time? Yeah. Oh, it is uh, getting on uh, 6.30. Oh, yeah, that's, that's enough time to go start somewhere. Okay. Do you have any idea where the house is? I here. Um, is it okay if I have an address, like the last known address that I knew where she was? You only knew she was in Lonely Harrows. <laughs> okay. She was a reclusive writer. Ah. And she wrote macabre poetry <laughs> in the styles of Poe. Or oh, that pretentious bitch, Juno Diaz. <laughs> and her racist ass novels. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, uh, what, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're uh, leaving. Yes, with um, paying first. If I have done that, <laughs> you do fifty cents for the meal. How much money do I have? You, Jerry Lowland, have a salary of twenty dollars paid to you just before you're leaving. Which you spent immediately on gambling. Nineteen fifty, Louise. Um. Okay. So, w- what's her name, my friend? Your terrible friend. So just like go out with Her name was Macy Gray. <laughs> Macy Gray. I like Macy. <laughs> of the Gray family. Of New York. However, she, being the black sheep, secluded herself away, sequestered in the dark hills of Lonely Harrows to write her dark poetry in a dark, dismal set of mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I think I'll go up to the the doctor and say, pardon me, but would any of you, or, or the old woman, would you happen to know a woman by the name of Macy Gray? A Macy Gray? Yes, she was a boarder of mine. Until, oh yes, her, her poetry was accepted into, into a collection, I believe, yes. And she moved out. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She moved out, but into a nicer cottage at the edge of town, ah. looking overlooking that cliff right there, Thank so she could see the water. Thank you very much. Right next to that tree, <laughs> right next that that big gray tree, which many people have hung themselves from <laughs> in the past. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> All right. I believe we call the cliff, uh, uh, oh yes, a face shooter's point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. So you just take poisoned tea pathway <laughs> up to the suicide you, tree. I think, I think you should rest. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. We understand. No, really. Macy Gray named every one of those points for us. What a charming woman. Yeah, she was a bit eccentric. I but in a good way. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, ma'am. Um, thank I think you. you should rest now. Oh, I do believe I will. <laughs> and the old woman gets up and shambles. To the coat rack, gets her raincoat, and proceeds to her cottage. I'm going to walk her there. I'm going to walk her there. Jerry Lowland gets up. The chivalrous gentleman he is walks the old woman to her cottage in the rain and dark. I like the rain. I don't like the dark. But I like Gary Lowland. You walk out into the night, old woman in arm. I'm just like, I'll be back. All right. Um, I'm going to start walking. So meet up. All right. Yeah, Jerry Lowland. Well, the mechanic and hood 
eat their suppers in the inn. And as Louise takes to search for her friend, and as Delilah Stein stands there, <laughs> my having realized I didn't give her shit to do, <laughs> Delilah Stein, what is it that you do? <laughs> that voodoo that you do? <laughs> so well. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm thoroughly confused and I am showing it on my face. So I walk up to the bar. Is there anyone tending it currently? Um, yes, the bartender has come back with the roast beef sandwich for the hood. And, uh, uh, I'm sorry, where you were? Fish and chips. Uh, fish and chips. And with a plate of fish and chips for the mechanic. And as delicious as it all looks, I am more concerned with getting the hell out of here. So I, I proceed in asking him. I, 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 or telling him, I should say. I came here in a taxi, sir. I'm sorry to be rude, but I, I, I'm a little worried. I came here in a taxi, and it dropped me off here. And this was not my intention to come here, but I'm trying to get out. Could you help me? Oh, well, yeah, I, I certainly do understand. It does get a uh, mad dreary up here. I understand young folks might not want to really be up here when they could be uh, uh, down in the uh, down in the city, as young folks like to be. Now you just hold on there, young miss, and I will call you a cab. Oh, thank you so much. He walks over. He picks up his phone, and in a crack of lightning, the lights flicker, Damn and then come back on. No. And he says, no. "Oh, that was that was a mite scary. I went to. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, miss. The phone seemed to be down." Ah. Oh, now hold, now hold on there. Um, uh, oh, uh, Mr. Farnsworth. Oh, I'm sorry. I do forget that you have a that you have a tight tongue, as it were. Uh, were you uh, were you, sir, uh, uh, nodding yes or no, uh, working on your uh, automobile in our garage? A nod, yes. Uh, yes, that that is a nod, yes. So yes, Mr. <laughs> Farnsworth, I believe is a. Uh, is a is a I've seen him work. He's a competent, hard-working mechanic. And uh, Mr. Farnsworth, a nod, yes or no, if you would be uh, so kind as to give this lady a ride back to uh, uh, the more uh, 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 populated areas uh, uh, this evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in this town is a dick. Mm, no. <laughs> oh. Can I smooth talk? Uh. Yes, uh, you may. Uh, uh, now, uh, uh, Gary Farnsworth, you may uh, a, uh, retaliate with either cool or your own smooth talk. Or Moxie. Or Moxie if you have neither. <laughs> that was so cool. He's going to attack me with dots. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressive silence. Eight. I got eight also. Oh. Matched for wit. <laughs> the charming Delilah Stein is unable to sway Mr. Gary Farnsworth oh. in his stalwart silence. <laughs> Standing stoically, he refuses the lady a ride to town. Okay. Let me get some papers of them. All right. I mean, I... Yeah, Gary Farnsworth apparently slashes his wrists <laughs> right in the <laughs> Gary Farnsworth finds a pen and tablet. I write down it's not ready for driving yet. Some more work. Oh, so this is me putting the connection together that you have made that car. It's a, it's a beaut, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Really, you're my only hope of getting out of here at this point. So, is there any way you can finish it by today or tomorrow? <laughs> um, possibly tomorrow. I still need more parts, though. How how much money do I have? That I could stay in this. Delilah Stein, in her purse, has thirty dollars. I'll put myself up in this end for as long as I must. Please, could you get that shit together so I can get out of here? Yes. Lonely <laughs> 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 I still need to make it into a mech. Lonely ass horrors. <laughs> I'm going to hail the bartender. As all of you young children have heard, Harry 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Eddie Campbell flags down the bartender, and he waddles over, as robust men as himself do, over to Eddie Campbell. I lost my jacket. Could I buy one off you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, yes, you can, sir. Uh, that'll, uh, but you know what? You, you know what? Oh, my. Are you hurt? No. <laughs> are you sh- are you sure that that's yes. an awful lot of blood <laughs> seeping out onto your shirt, and down your pants, <laughs> onto my floor? <laughs> Apparently, yes, I am hurt. Apparently, you should. Here, I'll put you up for the night. No charge. You are hurt, young man. I should get the. I should doctor. Oh, yeah. do- doc- doctor, doctor, Doctor Philum comes over. There's a oh yes uh, oh my what uh, what are you doing out what are you, what are you doing out and out and about I didn't even I didn't even know you you would come in you should be in bed young man I was fine but apparently I'm not <laughs> you should should yeah. you should rest at once please lie lie down on the bar, lie down on the bar tables young man you will bleed out and you will die I'm not going to lie down on the bar table <laughs> young man you will die for certain if you I will not lie down on the bar table <laughs> very well will you at least take a seat yes I'm already sitting oh. Let me let me at least buy buy you a buy you a drink, bartender. Please. I don't drink. Just give me water, <laughs> bartender. Please, water, water for the young man. The bartender goes goes into the uh, goes into the kitchen to retrieve water. Eddie Campbell, can you fix me up soon? <laughs> <laughs> the doctor says, uh, "I would be able to much easier if you would simply lie down on the bar table. I'm not lying down on the bar table. <laughs> I could be able to take a better look at your wound. I am not lying down on the bar table. <sighs> Very well. Here, turn to the side. Here, fine." He, uh, he, he, uh, he opens your shirt, takes a look, and just, ah, it's a, it's a terrible wound. What, what, what happened? I thought, I thought the steering column scratched, it scratched you or bruised you in your side. You see, you seem to have a gash, a, a circular gash, stippling a, like that of a bullet. I ran into a lead pipe, a really pointy lead pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> yes. Young man, I was a not. I was an officer, a doctor in the army. Now, I will ask no questions. Simply tell me, have you been shot? I kind of think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of bleeding. So I'd say yes. Young man, you must come with me. Do I have to? Yes, only at my office do I have the tools to remove the bullet so you will not die. Fine. All right, very well. (laughs) He likes to use the word died. Come with me. (laughs) Let's right. accentuate what will happen if he just walks around with a bullet in him. Just <laughs> <laughs> making sure you're fully aware doc- of this. Doctor Philum takes Jerry. I'm sorry. Uh, takes Eddie Campbell to his office for further operation. Mm. Uh, Delilah Stein. All right. Well, I want to sit down to eat something. So, I can't go anywhere. There's not much else to do here. Uh, Mrs. Tomlins finally comes out to see uh, to see all the people who have uh, come to her fine establishment, and uh, yep, and she makes sure your your belly is filled with fish and chips as well as well as a slight sandwich. Does any of this cost me anything? I think it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, fifty cents. Oh. For me. How much money do I have? Gary Farnsworth, you have thirty five dollars. You have 35 cents. <laughs> <laughs> you have 90 cents. <laughs> Nine, Nine million pennies. There's still quite a bit of money. Um, Jerry Lowland, the chivalrous gentleman, walking the old woman back to a cottage in the rain. Yes. I'm walking the old woman. Says, well, thank you, young man, for walking me to my cottage. You're very welcome. Now, now, I must let I must let you know, as an advice from an old woman to a young man, get out of this town as soon as you can. Your lust for for exploration, for seeing the outer world, slowly dies away as you recede into the comforts of a small town. So, get out as soon as you can, young man. <laughs> she slips and cracks her head on the street. Can I catch her? Not before she cracked her head on the street. Blood pools in the cobbled streets. <laughs> yeah! I'm not stroking. 
Is she alive? <laughs> no. I'm going to go get... However, you hear a slam of a door. Her cottage door has slammed closed. And as far as you know, no one lives with her. And you hear only the creaking of the house as she utters her last breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should you die in the street or her house? In the street. So why is her door open? Because she opened the door to let him in. To let her in. He opened the door to let her in. And she died open. Just like before she went into the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Like, why? Shit. I'm going to go shit. I'm going to go get the doctor. Jerry Lowland sees <laughs> Dr. Philem. I'm going to go get the doctor. Walking an injured Eddie Campbell across the stony pavement. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um. You see the shirt. My wound. I'm going to... There's a dead person. I'm going to go to the doctor. Um, I'm going to walk up to the doctor and... He says, Object, uh, what, what happened? She slipped when I tried to let her in. Oh, the poor woman. Uh, it is bound to happen sooner or later. It is very... Un- it is very unfortunate. Yeah, I... The doctor looks up into the sky, shivering, unbelievement in his eyes, hmm. incredulity what? striking throughout his very body. I'm going to look up all of his case. I suppose I will too. <laughs> you see nothing. <laughs> in a mighty gale and a crack of lightning, rain washes over all of you in a ferocious gale. I really hate this town. <laughs> This is why I was going to buy a jacket. Window shutters slam against the houses. You think you hear a laugh on the wind. I'm going to go run to the path that she was taking. Is the doctor dead? No, the doctor's alive. Can you heal me? (laughs) I'm still bleeding. Dr. Phillips, unbelievement in his eyes. Cries out, quick, into my home. He draws from his trousers a twenty-two revolver and fires two shots into the air and cries out, Shit! They are here! They are here! He kicks in his door and throws Eddie Campbell to the ground. Ah, my wound! God <laughs> damn it! Ah! Jerry Lowland. I already said, I'm running after her. And after, oh, after, uh, yes. Jerry Lowland runs to the tavern only to hear a cry of agonizing pain. Was it? I started walking down. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's walking. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, as you still hear the cry of pain. Yeah, (laughs) behind you, you hear the cry of horrible pain. So many moral dilemmas. The old lady still dying. (laughs) (laughs) Do you look behind you? Yes. You see a horror, a winged horror, Ooh. standing above a now disemboweled Dr. Philem. Fuck. Bleeding. In his final, in what remains of his fine. Did you actually hurt yourself? Yes. Oh, <laughs> my leg just cramped up on me. <laughs> In the final throes of what remains in his strength, he throws the twenty-two revolver into the house and closes the door as he is ripped from the earth into the night sky. He disemboweled. Yes. He don't die instantly. He's disemboweled. He yeah, doesn't, doesn't die immediately, but he throws the revolver. It's like fucking shit. <laughs> the last swing. He doesn't need much. He just swings his arm and the gun's in the house and closes the door with the last of his arm strength. And is carried off by a winged horror. Did I see the winged horror? Um, yes, you did. Eddie Campbell lies wounded with a twenty-two revolver missing two bullets in it by his side at the closed door, behind which he hears the final deathly scream of Dr. Fidium. I'm going to go search for his medical supplies, because I'm still bleeding out. I need to fix myself up. 